right, everybody, welcome to the Ohana Adventure Podcast. Mom, why are we here? Well, we have been on our Ohana Adventure for almost 18 years, and we started with many things long ago, but it started when we moved to Hawaii. We had one kid, and Clay was... Six months old. Six months old. We moved right after... I moved at Thanksgiving... The day after Thanksgiving, I moved to Hawaii. That's right. You went out to check out um, housing situation, how we would move, um, the business that potentially we could purchase, and what we would do there. And then you had yard sales in the month of November and December in freezing cold Utah to see if we could make this all work. It was a crazy time. We were trying to figure out who we were and what we were going to do. And did our parents approve of this? No, no. But we're not going to talk about parents no. yet. Our parents. Because we're parents now. Because we're parents. So we're let's old. let's talk about us being old people. I turned 40 in like a month and a half. Oh my goodness. You're so old. I am so old. Actually, no. In two... Oh, just under two months. Yeah. I turned 40 years old. This Ew. is horrible. All right. So... What we want to talk about today is being parents and being entrepreneurs, because I think a lot of the times one gets lost. Either people focus so hard on being parents, they don't become entrepreneurs, and they talk to us about, oh, how I wish I could do that, oh, how I wish I could do that all the time, or they're so focused on being entrepreneurs, they kind of forget the parenting part. That's right. And not only just parenting, um, I think we're also going to talk a lot about relationships as well. So it kind of involves all of that. The Ohana is the whole family. So I think... Does that uh, mean our parents too? Uh, maybe. We'll have to talk about them later. <laughs> but I think that, you know, obviously it involves us. The relationship between the husband and wife, um, that's really important, as well as the relationship with our kids, how we parent, and keeping that balance, like you said, as being entrepreneurs. Which so where do you want to go today? I that's think a whole we, lot of goodness right that's there. That's a whole just lot said. of goodness. And I think we're going to come, I think we go down a little bit of our path of how, how we got started with our relationship, how our family grew and how we became full on entrepreneurs. So back to the story. Back to the story. Well, I was not an entrepreneur. I was very much a um, nine to five brain type person. I that's how I was raised. That's how I was raised. And so, you know, there was value in different things and how, whatever you could provide. So it was a very different world to me, um, meeting Jace and walking <laughs> into this. When we got married, he was in a MLM, guys. M I was. I was in a network marketing company at the time. And I was slinging internet service. And the other one that I had just stopped working with was Magnets. The Magnet one's still around. I actually still use their products. It's Health crazy. and wellness is probably like the biggest game in MLM. But um, that was totally new. But I was in love. I was excited. And I saw the dream. I saw the dream. And I didn't know that the dream came with nightmares. But <laughs> that is okay because in our marriage, we clung to each other and we helped each other out and we motivated each other. And that's, I think, what got us through a lot of the ups and downs. And I think people don't prepare for those nightmares. They think it's all going to be a dream. And so when they hit those nightmares, they, they bail. They run. They scream. They, they do whatever they need to do to get away they from it. full-on bail. Or, or it like shocks them so hard that they freeze and they don't do anything. They don't do anything. They kind of are paralyzed. Um, I think a true entrepreneur, and I hate to like call myself a true entrepreneur because 
I had to completely shift my brain in this mentality over a decade and a half with Senior Bennett. But um, I now think- Now I'm senior? Do I get the discount? Because <laughs> you're a 40. Oh, am I Senior Bennett or <laughs> Senior Bennett? Senior Bennett. Oh, because Senior <laughs> Bennett gets the movie discounts and gets to go to Disneyland oh, yes. for cheaper. What? Really? Yeah. The- Do older people get in free or cheaper at Disneyland? Yes. What? Yes. Okay, so- here we are. We were in an MLM together in Utah is where you're at right now. That's right. And we started our family. We got married. We continued with the MLM. And honestly, we were not making a lot of money. Thank goodness. Um, we lived at his parents' house, right? We got rent free for a little bit because we helped out there. But it was time no, to rent out. No, they made us pay 700 bucks a month. That's true. We had to leave. We had to leave. So we left. We got our own family. We had Clay eventually. And an opportunity arose where we talked... Remember how we set this goal? Now we were sitting on a staircase. I don't want to talk too much about this goal because in the weeks to come, we're going to talk about goal setting and accomplishing goals and how you do that as an entrepreneur and a family. So keep listening for that because I think we're going to That'll talk more next, about that. I think next episode, we need to go into all these goals. So let's fast forward to what we had started with. We had moved to Hawaii. That's we right. We moved to Hawaii. Old baby. Six months old baby. We had a video rental store that was mostly VHS and, and a it was 10 smaller by 10. than the room we're in actually right now. It was it was a hundred square feet. Hundred square right? feet. Ten Whoa, by guys. ten. Literally 10, 12 inch tiles across. And we had and deep. We had a little desk in the center with a little PC, which means piece of never mind. Um, a lot of crap. What's funny is we had a PC. It was run, our video software was run by a POS. Ah, <laughs> truth. It's all truth. All right. So this room is smaller than most of it was mostly the bathroom. everyone's bedrooms. Honestly, it's a bathroom size store. It was store. a closet to a bath. And now in that same shopping center, they converted it back to a bathroom. That's so funny. It's so true. <laughs> so we, we ran a, a video business? store. So we, <laughs> it was a crappy business. <laughs> we bought this. We purchased this from the previous owner in hopes to make a life for us in Hawaii because that was one of our goals. And I worked it in the daytime while Jay sold cars. We thought the business was supposed to have made, what was it, 70 bucks a day? It was 70 bucks a day that the guy said the business made. But the previous owner was counting his deposit money. <laughs> At the end of every day, he's like, wow, oh my gosh. 70, we made $77 a day. But he started the till with 70 bucks. Or $50. So it was cooked it was so books. Crazy. And not cooked on purpose. Maybe. Who knows? We're going to move past that. But it was a $7 a day business at the time. That's right. That's the first nightmare. So entering yep. into a business that we truly didn't research enough. And no. finding out that it was not making what we were promised. So the nightmare begins. And it wasn't as horrible as one would say a real nightmare because we were wanting, we were living part of our dream. Going uh, back to Hawaii, living this. And I was raising a baby in that 100 square foot um, Nursing it with people the in there. So, and so embarrassing. This is why I still think it was a complete nightmare. I had to go to some local Hawaiian friends and use our entire Christmas fund to buy a throw net so I could learn. You wrap it around your arm, over your shoulder. You wait for the fish. You have to watch and learn how to watch for their flashing and how they school up. And you throw the throw net in and you catch fish. We literally lived off of the fish I caught for quite some time until I started selling more cars. Yep. I got a, it wasn't a dealer's license, but it was an agreement with a dealership to bring part of their inventory 
park it or curb it in front of our video store. And I sold 200 cars that year. Oh my goodness. And I made, what, 500, on average, 250 to 500 bucks a car. That is the only way we survived. It was, it was hard Because those books were wrong. But you know what? That kind of set the life of a true entrepreneur. Um, we have listened to many, many great authors. Um, Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn was a That's good one. That's where my whole philosophy um, started was with Jim Rohn. James C. Maxwell. Awesome. Yep. Um, a lot of, lot of good business books. We listen to a lot of good business books. And what do they say? Work full-time on paying your bills and part-time on... Building your fortune. That's that is right. a specific Jim Rohn philosophy that we latched onto hardcore because the video store was supposed to be paying the bills. Yeah, it probably only paid the grocery bill, which was like $20 a week because we couldn't afford more than that. Right, and that was <laughs> mostly fish. And then the cars was building the fortune. Wait, rewind. No, no, no. Because the video store made no money. That's true. Cars, cars were cars was paying our bills. Paying mm-hmm. our bills, but I hated it in hopes that we could build this video store up to building our fortune. And as soon as the video store did, I dumped those cars so quickly, got rid of that, and then it was all video store. That's true. And then the video store paid for our, our, our whole life, right? Like We bought all a of home our off bills. the video store. Yep, for quite some time, for a few years. And, and during that time, that was paying our bills, and then a new, another adventure would start. And that's kind of how our life went. Pay, um, it was Working cars. our fortune... Paying or paying Video the bills. Store. And then when that one got more. Next, mm-hmm. we, did, we did the scrapbooking store just because the opportunity was there. Somebody was selling all their inventory out of their garage, being done with all of that. We had half a store, so we did that for a little while. But that really wasn't the next thing. That was just... An- we thought it was. We thought it was going to be the next thing for some time. And it did grow, but I don't think it ever surpassed the video store, right? No, so it didn't do it that didn't. whole... We competed fortune. every week. It would go. We'd do mm-hmm. the books at the end of every week. Be like, okay, who won? She was like, oh man, scrapbooking got close. Yeah. And, and that was, and you do that. Sometimes you, a new venture comes along and you're like, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Yeah. And it never surpasses your bills. And it just kind of is almost hobby-like in payment. And, right. and that's when you kind of have to make a decision. Do I push forward in hopes that this dream will become the fortune? Or do I let it die or sell it or get rid of it and move on to the next idea? And blogging came out. That's true. We blogged. We blog. I blogged. I guess. And as soon as you started <clears throat> blogging, you said, "Uh oh, scrapping source toast." It's true. I mean, I digi- can do it blogging all is now. digital scrapbooking. So we did that. But that was honestly, it wasn't something that I thought this is going to be a fortune. This is going to be working on my fortune in this um, part time. That was truly just helping us pay the bills. Because in Hawaii, we were so dirt poor at some points. These blogging opportunities, I blogged for a website called Moana Saves, and they would basically be a review website. Like, you would try a product and talk about it. Or that's you would, how we got our toys for our kids at the time. That's right. Well, you would go see a movie, <laughs> and then you would talk about it and give a real review. And it was awesome because we couldn't afford it. Back almost 10 years ago, it was $8 to go to a movie. That's in Hawaii. And now it's like $15 to go to a movie. And that's not like the really expensive movies, guys. It is expensive. So we could never afford to get our family out there. So we did these little things to kind of help subsidize our fun and our entertainment. Okay, so I'm going to pause right there on our story and just add a little tidbit into this. So a lot of you might be wondering, like, how we balance out our family life as well as being entrepreneurs. So I wanted to just kind of squeeze this in here because 
maybe some of you are already have a large family or, or one kid or how you want to continue doing your business or being an entrepreneur and add on to children or add children into the mix and family and parenting. Um, for us, it kind of all came with the package. You know, we started our life together. We had our first child. And along this whole road right here, up to this point, I think we've had three kids now, right? Three or four? Whatever point you're at, yes. There was a point where we there had was, three or four. <laughs> we, we have three or four. We have six if, now, guys. We so have six. <laughs> we're married, and we're really good at this, but I still can't see inside of her brain. It's way <laughs> too advanced for me. It's not so, too advanced. I think I'm just really sporadic. But I wanted to squeeze in that along this path of being entrepreneurs, Jace has already begun to help the children in their mindset of becoming entrepreneurs as well. So mm. at this point, child number four comes along and our older girls, Clay and Raquel, you might know them, um, are probably like four and six or five and seven or something like that. And we have had our video store. Other things are growing. We're trying to subsidize all these different things. And Jace wants to offer an opportunity and the kids are saying, hey, I want I want a toy, mom. I want this toy. I want to go. I want to go to the movies, mom. And you've got to earn it, kid. You've got to earn it, kid. And and that's kind of how it it is set up. And we did a few little things. We said, well, there's an opportunity. You could sell something at our video store, and that could help make money. You know, and we'll show you how to you know cook the item or or help you bake the item, and then present it to people at our video store. So. We did that. We made cookies. I helped the little girls make cookies. And we made this cute plate that said, what did it say? Rye rye Clay's. Rye Clay's cookies. And it was this cute red plate. And we put like a, you know, vinyl sticker on it. If you go far enough back in our Instagrams, we both posted about it. Oh, we did, didn't we? Right in the beginning days of Instagram. Um, But we made the girls take out a loan. That's right. So whatever it cost um, for the flour, for the sugar, for the butter, all of that. We made them take out a loan. Like Our prob- four and five-year-old took out their first loan. Five dollars, guys. Five, five bucks dollars. For the flour, everything. And we kept that aside. That was their product. That was their supplies. We didn't eat it. We nope. made sure that like, we helped them keep everything. We packaged it up. We said, okay, how many cookies do you want in there? We think this might be a good amount. They wouldn't go to sleep some nights because the video store didn't close until midnight on weekends and yeah. 10 on the weekdays. It was really late. And they... I, at least once I remember them waiting up. How much money did we make? And I was like, oh my gosh, right. this is either going to be a great thing or a horrible thing that we have created Because here. one of our children is really motivated by that, that money or those stickers or some kind of praise. And she, you know, she sees the growth. She sees the progress. So we had the plates out there and we actually had them sell like the first day do you want to buy a rye clay cookie? And it was a little Ziploc baggie full of some cookies. And it was probably like a dollar. I yeah. don't know. Um, and it probably had like four or five cookies in there. And which was kind of steep because I'm cheap. And but. the cookies did okay. But then what was the big ticket item that you guys started selling? Do you remember? Oh, the shave ice? No. No, no, the, the ice pops? No. Oh. See, there's so many businesses oh, along no. the rye clays. The cinnamon rolls. Oh, that's true. The cinnamon rolls Cinna- were they they were just huge giant and cinnamon gooey. rolls for a dollar, guys. For, it was a buck because I think it, it took the same amount of ingredients as a cookie because they're more fluffy and anyway, yeah. they looked like they got more bang for their buck. So the cinnamon rolls, we couldn't keep on the countertop by noon. It's true. We'd open at 10, noon the cinnamon rolls are all gone. And nobody comes to a video store at 10 in the morning for videos rolls. or cinnamon <laughs> rolls that early. But they started doing that. That did really well. Then they had that going. 
Then what did they add? You mentioned those two. So when we pulled them out to homeschool, um, <laughs> Clay, who was older, wanted to continue doing business. Genius little kid. And when I was younger, I remember right after school on Wednesdays in Hawaii, they would sell ice pops. What's basically is a Dixie cup that you filled with Kool-Aid, well, a little bit like sweeter Kool-Aid, and then you stick like a popsicle stick in it, or you just cut off the end, and you basically eat the, the like frozen Kool-Aid out of it. Yeah. So it's like an ice pop, right? So I showed Clay how to do that. And that, you know, like if you make a big Kool-Aid batch, it really only takes like 50 cents with sugar and the Kool-Aid yeah. mix to make Well, the Kool-Aid probably, packets were like 25 cents, right? Yeah. So with the sugar and you made this huge amount, yeah. you probably got like a couple dozen, probably two dozen of the ice pops out of one Kool-Aid thing because you made the little mini Dixie cups. So your costs were like a, maybe two bucks. Two bucks for like 20? Yeah. It was really, really low. And then she would put them in this little cooler and we would wheel it to the elementary store. Before she was school was out. That's right. Before school is out, she was homeschooled. So I said, if you get all your stuff done by noon, I'll help you prep everything. And then on early out days, which it got out at like 1.30, before it got out, we would go and we couldn't be on school property. We, we didn't want to break any rules. We were across the street and she would have a little sign that said, um, freezer pops or whatever for, yeah. I think, 50 cents. And the first day... Only like two or three bought it because nobody brought money to school. And I said, we got to let people know, right, that they're there. <laughs> so we did it. And they were, and we told them, we're going to be here every Wednesday or every Friday when it was early out. And the second week that we went back, I think she made $20. <laughs> and here's the benefit. The other kids that wanted to do this had to go all the way home, prep everything, get it ready and come back. And Clay was already sold out. That's right. She was sold out. She really would sell out and walk home with the rest of the kids. So she was home by the time everybody got home. She had done her school and she had made her money for the day and for her week, right? And that got to take her to the movies. She could go and buy a toy if she wants. She paid off of her, off her debt. She made $18. She paid like um, a dollar, whatever, for tithing. And she was sitting pretty for yeah. being a first, second grader with like 15 bucks in her pocket a week. Yep. And then it gets even crazier. Um, so I think I'm going to lace in our story and the Kids Entrepreneurial Ventures. I, I don't know where, if we want to just go Kids Entrepreneurial Ventures or our story with our Entrepreneurial Ventures, it really could be two of its own podcast, but we're going to keep going. I think we lace both of these together. I think so we lace so both of these together and we talk a little bit of how we integrate our kids with it. Yeah. And maybe if you guys are really interested in this, like comment or... How do, they, how do they comment? On our Instagrams. Okay, that's, that's right. Or so, actually, <laughs> a lot of this we're going to post. On Facebook. To Facebook, to the Ohana Adventure Facebook page. Yep. And so we can keep the dialogue going there. So. We want to know what you would like us to talk about because we have already planned and, and we're going to be filming a lot of these. We want to make sure that we're hitting everything that you guys would like to talk about. But. So we're not done yet. So no, we're let's not keep done. going. Let's keep going. <laughs> so don't turn it off yet because now it's getting good. Now, we had the video store. It was paying our bills. That's right. We bought a house in Hawaii, guys. That was that We was had awesome. a house. By today's standards, we wouldn't have been able to qualify. But way back then, with all that craziness, it was okay. So we had our video store. We didn't have cars. We didn't have scrapbooking. I had moved and gotten my license. So I did real estate in Utah. Mm-hmm. And then I qualified, got my real estate license in Hawaii, ended up getting my broker's license in Hawaii. And I was selling real estate through our video store. That was the new fortune while 
the video store, right? So that's the next step. This was kind of the plan, actually, when we moved. Yes. So we knew that Jace doing real estate in Utah was great, but you can't do real estate and make money right away because you don't know anybody when you move. And so that was kind of the plan with the video store. And in Utah, you can't make... You can make good money, but if the median home price, which at the time was in the mid 100,000s, you had to sell a lot of inventory to make good money. And we thought, man... In Hawaii, median home price at the time was like 400000 oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And okay, wait a second. And there's tons of beachfront homes. So like Rachel was saying, if we buy this video store, we can work that, get to know everybody, and then integrate the real estate in. And we had found the time to do it. That's right. And, and this was like our kind of like our five-year plan yep. when we moved. We knew it was going to be nitty-gritty doing these nightmare-type situations. And building the fortune and continuing to grow. And so we knew once the video store had hit a good size where we had a lot of good flow of the community coming into the store, then that was probably the best opportunity to start the real estate. Yep. So we did. Now I'm doing real estate. We had a real estate board with what was active in our video store. It was crazy. We put it up against the glass in the front of our store so people could see and start to know they could come in and talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. And a big thing happened at this point. Rach had started a a fruit and veggie co-op because we needed, with only having the one income and real estate not taking off yet, we couldn't afford the healthy food. So Rach started a fruit and veggie co-op. And we can, I think that's a whole nother episode. Let's do that one later. I think so too. Because it's really intense with how you set that up and how you got everybody organized. Clay wanted to go to the next level. Clay wanted to take a nine-year-old trip to Utah. We told her, with what money? She's like, I have like $75. And we're like, that's nice. Flights are 800 And she's, so what do I do? I said, well, we got to start you a better business. So we looked around, looked around, looked around. I had helped some guys start a restaurant, um, kind of Tex-Mex style where you get those tin dishes, right? The tin dish with the plastic lid on top. And we went in there And we looked and their trash cans were filled with those tin dishes and food and nasty and they chucked them. But right next door, there was a recycling center. And recycling is really encouraged in Hawaii. I know a lot of states do that. But, um, you know, you pay a five cent fee per every bottle and can that you buy. So recycling is really, really encouraged, especially because the island. They give that back to you when you recycle it. So they charge you five cents. The government does in hopes that you never recycle it. Just kidding. No, maybe I'm not. And then they can give it back to you when you recycle it back. So they they try to incentivize you to do this. And we knew all this because at one time we couldn't afford gas for our van. Guys, it was rough. And so we had the kids take a rusty old radio flyer wagon. Actually, no, it was a plastic one because they don't do the metal ones in Hawaii because they just turned to rust in a year. So the plastic radio flyer wagon, they took it around the neighborhood and asked people for their glass and their tin cans. And then we recycled them and we were able to put gas in our van. So now, fast forward a little bit, Clay wanted to go on this trip. So we looked, I said, hey, with that $75, let's spend 30 and buy two big gas cans, gas cans, ha, trash cans with the lids and we'll cut a lid that fits the tin thing and we'll spray paint it because I have extra chrome spray paint. We spray painted it chrome and then we did a trash can kind of sifting service at this restaurant because I knew the owners and they could put their tin in there and their other stuff in the other one. And so she recycled these tin things, which 
They did, I think it was two to 300 dishes, plates a day. It was like the hot new restaurant. So everybody was going to this place. Yeah. And I remember going with her to help pick up the garbage. And we would, we we would literally tie it were, all up. She was a garbage person. And then person. we would take it but over not a garbage to recycle. Person. Dang it. I said that wrong. But she came with us. You know, she, we helped her. And, and we wanted her to be proactive in this. And I mean, those things were chuck full. We would go and each yeah. bag would make, you know, only probably like a couple bucks. Because it's all by weight. Right. But, but that was a couple bucks a day. Yeah. And, but then, so she earned enough to go on this trip. And we literally, at nine years old, put Clay on a plane alone in the unaccompanied minor. minor program mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock at night. And we sent her to Utah to um, Tutu's house, Tutu and Grandpa's house. And then she went with her cousins on a road trip. So this kind of set a standard as well. So we do this continually with our kids. At nine years old, they earn a trip either alone with a parent or to be sent somewhere. So Clay got to go all by herself and she worked her butt off. As soon as she went on that trip, we quit that business though because spraying off, because you have to clean them, spraying off everybody's old food. Kind of gross, guys. It was gross. I'm glad we had chickens that could eat all the scraps on the ground, but it just, our whole yard ended up just smelling like tomatillo sauce. Yeah. It, was, it was gross. <laughs> but that was something that we instilled in our kids to help them so that they could later on provide for, you know, provide for their family and continue if they would like on the entrepreneur path. So back to our, our adventure. We're still living in Hawaii. We're doing real estate. And guess what happens? Real estate took over, actually. That's right. Well, this is 2008. The market crashes everywhere. But guess what? Hawaii takes off. So in 2008, where a lot of places are suffering with real estate, it is actually really beneficial to Hawaii because the high, high, high beach house prices for real estate have dropped and places inland that were like kind of average high have dropped as well. And now local families can afford an opportunity to, to buy, buy houses at a cheaper rate. Now, Jace was going to town on this. He was doing this. And at this point, real estate was doing well. It was actually really inspired because Richie had gone to this Jack Canfield thing. And if Richie, you don't know, Richie Norton. Yes. Richie came back from this and he said, Jace, we need to do this thing where we empower. Mm-hmm. They had a thing going on called Envision La They were trying to convince the community that they had this huge housing track that was going to go in and everybody could get involved. But there was a problem. Most of the people that wanted to would not have been able to qualify even if it had come right now or down the road. And so Richie and I started something called Empower... Let EA. We played on their words a little bit. And we started doing free where we wouldn't pitch ourselves or our services, free workshops in the local elementary school the first Tuesday of every month. And we did how to use credit, how to start credit, how to do savings accounts, kind of richest man in Babylon principles that we could help people qualify. And then 2008 happened and we had like 80 families ready to go that had savings. They, their credit scores were brought back up. Or they had credit scores. We'd use cards and help them leverage them. Anyways, all these things that we did just because we thought, hey, let's do this. And so we got that started. And because we were prepared when 2008 happened, because nobody else had changed their game. In 2008, nobody else was ready for it. Everyone else was still crying. Everyone else was still freaking out. But we were sitting here with qualified buyers. And so all the cash-poor Californians that were still house-rich in Hawaii, if that makes sense, their investment properties in Hawaii had tons of equity in them, but they were cash poor and everything that they had going on on the mainland. They were contacting us to sell their homes and we were selling all these vacation rentals back to the local community. 
It was amazing. It was incredible. It was truly amazing. And conveniently right at this time, at 2000, well, as 2008 was taking off and real estate had passed our bills and our fortune had taken over. So 2009, we closed our video store. Because we saw the writing on the wall. We had hoped to have kept it. But Netflix, Redbox, everybody was Everyone knocking was on our door. Everyone was launching right at that. I mean, like before that. Like, I think they probably launched in 2006. But by 2009, it had become a real thing. Netflix, people were getting Netflix to their houses. And Netflix was starting. The, oh, yeah, because Netflix was the DVDs Netflix that was were the being shipping mailed out. Yep. to you. It and wasn't then digital Red yet. boxes were going into the grocery stores. And we were like, it's not a go to the video store and rental time anymore. This period is passing. And so it is time to move on. So... We were very blessed. We closed our video store. That was a Thursday mm-hmm. we decided to do that. We were out to dinner. Yep. We decided to close it on a Thursday. And that or night... we decided to close it. It was Thursday. We, we, that night Friday. we went back and we worked all through the night. I probably only worked for like a couple hours because I had the babies at home. And Jace went and worked sleep. all through the night. And we prepped our video store. And the next day, we sold... A dollar a disc. A dollar a disc. In the two days, I think we made like 10 grand. We sold 13,000 We discs. had made more in those two days than we had probably made in like six months. Like just, you know, profit. 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 And so but it was, was just it the right profit? time. Because it was all our inventory. Well, sometimes <gasps> nope. you got to... But gotta, we made it and we kept it. And we were out. That's right. So By now, Sunday morning at 6 a.m., we shut the door and we were We, we were, were done. done. Now, we have real estate, and real estate was holding us. It was doing pretty good. We had the co-op that was, like, paying for our food, food, basically, and that was helping out. And, you know, the little entrepreneur, little businesses that we're helping the kids with, they were getting their, you know, play money or extra money that they needed just to have fun. I keep staring off into the distance because it's so fun to visualize this as you're saying it. Holy cow. Okay. It was a crazy time. Those of you watching the video, that's why I keep on staring off into the distance. And those of you on our podcast, go to the Ohana Adventure on Facebook. Facebook, And that's where these videos are are live. And we want to interact with you guys. So we want to know your questions. Ask us personal things. Ask us about our parenting. Ask us about our relationship, which we will get into another time, um, about how we met and how we... Guess what I'm going to do right now? Oh, no. We're going to go to episode two for this because this is when everything transitions from starting the action sports company, which leads to moving, which leads to social media. That's a whole nother, a whole nother animal. So we are going to cut this for you guys right now. I'm sad for you, but keep watching, keep listening. Wait till next week. Listen and head over to the Facebook because we want to, we want to hear what you guys think. We want to interact back and forth and we want to take your recommendations. So Thank you for hanging out with us. If you want to go personally with us, it's Rach Bennett on Instagram, Jace Bennett on Instagram, or The Ohana Adventure. But communicate with us on that Facebook page because we're going to be going live on there. We'll be doing some live podcasts where we can answer questions. And you know what? I think if this does, does well, I think maybe we'll do a couple's question night so we'll put the kids to bed definitely not we a baby will, we will do that we'll do that we're gonna go live as a couple and answer your questions most likely probably like once a month i think that would be a great plan huh yeah, i would love it all right you guys thanks, thanks for, for hanging listening. out we'll see you guys next time mahalo mahalo bye